Are you feeling like you're starting from zero? Maybe you're at a stage later in life over 40 and you have no savings and you don't have anything invested. All you have is your income. Is that you? Well, it's not all doom and gloom. There are things that you can do to turn that around, to make things really work for you. And I'm going to share with you three steps that you can take today. So don't go anywhere. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. I can't tell you how often I get this question where I'm starting from zero, I'm over 40, I have no savings, I have nothing in retirement, all I have is my income. And it feels like doom and gloom and like maybe there's there's nothing you can do. But I can tell you if you are, if this is very familiar to you, if you've been feeling this way, if you are in this situation, you're not alone. As I said, I get this question all the time. And the good news is that you can turn things around. In this episode, I'm going to share with you two key questions that you can ask yourself to get unstuck. I'm also going to share with you and clarify some confusion that there is around emergency funds, as well as I'm going to share with you just a simple high-level overview of a system that you can implement to manage your finances in an easier way. You ready? So when you are feeling stuck because you're starting from zero, maybe you're starting later in life, you have no savings, no retirement and all of that, two key, there's two key questions that you want to ask yourself. Number one, and I encourage you when you ask your, yourself these questions to write the answers down in, in a journal, in a notebook, because with a journal and, and, or a notebook, when you write it down, you're going to get a lot more clarity than if you ask yourself and as in your mind. Okay. So one of the key questions is, why are you feeling stuck? What is it about the situation that you're feeling stuck? So again, write whatever comes to your mind. You don't need to judge it. Just whatever comes to your mind, write it down. And it may be that you're feeling stuck because of some mistakes that you made or some choices that you made, or, or and you're feeling that maybe you're not going to recover, or that it's too late, or you don't know if, any, if it's anything that you can fix, or maybe you're worried about not having enough for retirement. There's so many reasons that there could be that, that are lingering in your mind in terms of why you are feeling stuck. So when you do that, and it's really important to one, address this and understand what it is that is lingering in your mind, because when you have these thoughts that are negative, that don't serve you, that are lingering in your mind, it doesn't matter how smart you are, how confident you are. It doesn't matter any of those things because it's going to slow you down. It's going to keep you stuck at where you're at. So definitely address why is it that you're feeling stuck? All right. So that's number one. Number two, you want to know what you want to achieve. I know that sounds like, well, of course, 
Well, sometimes we don't address it. Sometimes we don't write it down. Sometimes we just think about it and we think we know what we want to achieve. And we have a general idea, but then we don't know how to go about it. So writing down what you want to achieve and how this, how achieving this would change your life. I guess it's a twofold question. <laughs> what do you want to achieve and how would achieving this change your life? All right. And again, Take some time, take five minutes to jot some thoughts down. Don't judge them, write them in a journal and you are going to get clarity. Then from there, so those are the two key questions because once you have those answers from those two key questions, you can work backwards to formulate a plan, to formulate goals. You see where I'm getting to? And when you work backwards to create this, you don't want to just create long-term goals. You want to make sure you create some goals that you are able to reach quickly because once you create some goals that are very short-term and you are able to reach them quickly, you have, you succeed. You are, and you have this feeling of success, which means you have a, a feeling of achievement, which means you're going to be motivated to continue. So just make sure, yes, you can have long-term goals, but make sure you create some short-term goals that you are achievable in a very short period of time. Here are some examples of like some long-term goals that are going to take a long time to achieve and you need to continuously be motivated to achieve them. Maybe a down payment for a home. And a short-term goal can be uh, one to three months in emergency savings. And then just a quick goal, which is really a where I want you to start with, is maybe uh, set up an, a Roth RIA or a goal to save $100 or setting up your 401k at work that you haven't done anything with if you have that benefit. So those are some quick goals that you can achieve right away, have success, and you can go towards the next one. So again, I'm not a Yes, you uh, you can have those long-term goals, but I'm a bigger fan of having those quick achievable goals. And what are those going to be for you? So having said that, to get to this place, you need to ask, you know, what's why are you stuck? The two key questions, what's keeping you stuck? And number two is what do you want? What do you want to achieve? And how would that change your life right now? All right. So that's number one. Now, the second thing that I wanted to talk about is that I get questions around our emergency funds because we hear that we need to have three to six months or sometimes even in the pandemic, we heard a year of your expenses saved up. Uh, and there's so, I see that there's not clarity that you know you have to have three to six months and some people are overwhelmed by that uh, or they just don't know how to determine how many months or not how many months, how much that would be, that monthly number would be to work from. Before I get into that, to determine what you need in terms of at a target amount, because sometimes that three to six months is just, well, not sometimes, that three to six months uh, t a guideline is just what it, that what it says, a guideline. And some, depending on your household, you may need more or you may need less. So you want to address some considerations. One is your job stability. And the industry that you're in, do you see a lot of layoffs? If you do, maybe you have, you want to make sure you have a higher 
a good cushion for your emergency fund. So instead of three months, maybe six months, or if you can push it more, right? Um, Maybe you have unsteady income. If you have unsteady income, you may want to have more in emergency funds. If you're near retirement, then you might want to have more of that emergency fund, especially when if you approach if you approach retirement, you retire, and then maybe some things don't kick in like you like you had planned. Then you're going to need some money to to touch for those for that time to get you by, to get you by through those times. All right. Uh, or maybe some in your house has some special needs. Unless they're already calculated in your monthly expenses, maybe that is uh, a reason to increase the, the amount that you need uh, or that will help you determine your target number, okay? Uh, or maybe uh, you are in a career transition where you're moving to, you're wanting to move to another job and maybe there's no income, of course, then you would have to rely on your emergency funds. Right. So those are just some things to help you determine uh, how your target number. Right. So, yes, three to six months is is a start. Right. But you also want to make sure that you consider your own unique uh, circumstances. And that's important to know. All right. What you include in your calculations. So what you include are your monthly bills and expenses. And what you don't include are anything that you would cut out when you're lacking the extra income, like maybe eating out a future car, the vacations, any of those wants, if you will, you don't want to include in your target number. And one last note on emergency funds. When you calculate that target number, if it feels overwhelming and it feels like unreachable, break it down into small, smaller goals. Instead of saying, I need to get to, I need to get to three to six months or a year, whatever you have determined is your need. That could be your long-term goal, but your quicker goal or your short-term goal could be reaching that one month. Because again, you need to make sure that it's small enough. It's a small enough goal that you can achieve success quickly. Because if you can't achieve success quickly, you, their chances are higher They're gonna that you're going to give up on working towards that goal. All right. So hopefully that helps. Ready to transform your financial life with ease and confidence? Discover the Her Dinero Matters Money Planner, your ultimate digital tool for simplifying money management with its unique blend of psychological insights and practical budgeting tools. This planner is not just about tracking expenses, but about rewriting your money story. Whether you're aiming for big financial goals or everyday financial wellness, this planner is your personalized guide to simplify your money management and elevate your confidence. Download your copy today by visiting jenhemphill.com forward slash planner for more details and even get a sneak peek inside. Use the code Reina at checkout for 10% off. The third thing that I wanted to talk about, and that will also help you, especially if you're starting from zero, so that knowing about emergency funds and building an emergency funds, that is something that if you're starting from zero and you have nothing, that is something that you can work towards. The other thing that if you're starting from zero, don't have anything but your income, starting later in life, just make sure that this is another thing that I want you to consider and implement. And that is a system to manage your finances. What do I mean by a system? 
but a system is just a way for you to look at your finances and make sure that you're able to do literally everything that you need with your finances. And here's what I'm what what I mean by also a system. It's just some people use, for example, some people use a credit card a to charge everything and then they pay it off. That is a system because you're able to see uh, and visualize where your money is going because with that credit card, it breaks it down and it gives you this is what you spent in entertainment, this is what you spent in food and so forth in, in that. So you're able to see where your money went more easily in one place. All right. If you're not able to do that, not and I'm not encouraging you everybody to open a, a credit card because a credit card is not for everyone, especially if you don't, if you've had issues with recurring credit card debt. So what I'm talking about when I am referring to the simple, simple system I referred to earlier in the episode is making sure chances are you already have one account, making sure that you have a few accounts. And I'm not going to tell you open up an account for every single thing. No. So if you've been here for a while, you know, I've opened up multiple accounts a long time ago. And right now I'm actually reducing the amount of accounts. But anyway, so you want to have, I'm going to say three accounts, one for your bills, meaning your money goes into that account. And from that account, it's siphoned, I think is the word. It's funneled to your bills and it's funneled to other things that I'm going to tell you about. So that's one account. So basically, again, your income goes in that account and from there you pay those bills, your utilities, your mortgage, your rent, your car uh, payment, whatever it is that you may have. Then you're going to have a separate account for your daily living. And there, if you've created a budget, you're going to funnel or transfer some money to that daily living account for uh, your daily living <laughs> expenses, the groceries, the eating out, the the gas for the car, you know, transportation, those type of things. Okay. And that way you can visually see and you're not touching. Like if you go over in the groceries or go over in eating out, well, it's going to be a set amount. It's not going to allow you to go over, especially if you're using that set amount that you, you uh, set in your budget. But also the other thing is, it doesn't affect your bills because it's completely separate. So if you were to go over on your budgeted amount for eating out, it's not going to impact the bills because that's in a different account, right? And that money was set for the bills and it's not going to impact whether if you had it together, it could impact and you may not have enough money if, you, if you're not careful and you go over on eating out, which is very common for a lot of people, then it is going to impact your bills because you went over, so it's, there's less money for your bills. So that is a, a huge benefit. And then the third account that you can have is for those occasional expenses. So it could be the clothing, the gifts, uh, the vacations, the uh, what else, going to the haircuts, sports, things of that sort. Anything that is not coming on a monthly basis, you can, again, create a budget and you already know how much you need for those occasional expenses, then you separate that out, meaning you transfer that amount of money. And again, what the benefit here is one, it doesn't touch the bill account. It doesn't touch that. So you're set, you know that the money that you have in the bill account, you're good. And the other thing, when you set that money, you can call it your um, discretionary expenses, whatever it is, you're 
saving towards those occasional expenses. So when they come due, when you are going Christmas shopping, where you're going, you're at a, in a month where you have a lot, a lot of birthdays to buy gifts for or whatever, then that money has been accumulating in that account, right? And you don't have to necessarily touch that credit card and not know how you're going to pay for it later. All right. So that's just a simple a simple system to manage your finances. And again, that allows you to one, visualize easier what money is for what. Two, it has some preventative measures when it comes to your normal bills. And that again is if you go over in one, you're not going to be able to because that unless you actually move it, but it allows you to prevent, have those preventative measures of if you go, if you had it together and you went over on eating out, you're going to have less money for bills. But if you separate it, you're preventing that from happening. And number three, you're also going to be saving towards those occasional expenses. Uh, and so having that third account will allow you to do that. So when it comes to do those expenses, you're not, it's not impacting anything else. Hopefully that makes sense. Of course, if you need any clarification, let me know. I'm just private message away on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way and uh, that you will find me. So let me know what questions you have. Setting up your system doesn't have to be hard. And actually my digital money planner can help you with this. So if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do so. Let's do a quick temperature check. From when you started listening to this episode, you may have felt that you didn't know where to start. But now, since you have listened to this episode, how are you feeling? Do you have a place to start? Are you clear on what you need to do? Are you feeling more confident and excited about the possibilities for you? Hopefully, you do. If for some reason you need clarification, again, just send me a message, a DM on Instagram. I am available and I will be happy to help because there is a chance that I didn't, I miss something. I'm only human. So there is a chance that I missed something in uh, explaining. So if I did, let me know. My feelings won't be hurt. My, I'm here. My purpose here is to help you. Next week, we're going to have a phenomenal guest who is a woman in fintech who is on a mission to change the way that financial services serves women in terms of serving us better. So don't miss that one. Bueno, pues, that is everything. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I know you've had lots of choices to choose from, but you chose this one, and I'm grateful for it. You can check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 385. That is jenhemphill.com forward slash 385. Plus, you will see in the show notes that if you like, really dig this content today, if you like this episode, there are going to be recommendations of other episodes like this. So be sure to check out the show notes for that as well. Remember, being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Ciao. 